RadioInfluence.com. Hey, gang, welcome into the A Place for My Head podcast. He is Brandon Thompson. My name is Jerry P. Tuck. And before we get uh, too knee deep into the show, I want to apologize for no show last week. It was uh, genuinely one of those very, very, very unexpected things, which is uh, actually going to lead into this week's show where we talk about change. Brandon, a lot of things are changing in not only my world, but your world as well. Fill everybody in because I know you've got a, I know you've got a shit ton to talk about. Oh, what the fuck are you talking about, man? I'm not going to change. Shit. Uh, I don't even know where to start, man. There's so much going on. I have no idea where to start. Uh, uh, opening, between open up the barbershop, um, launching our beard brand, um, uh, beard products, I should say. I would say, okay. I don't even know that much about that. So you're going to have to fill me in a little bit on that as well. There you go. There you go. There you go. I've been working on this. My my home office looks like a, a chemistry lab, if you will. <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool. And it always smells good when I come in here because of all the uh, scented oils and stuff that I'm making all the time. So I probably made, give or take, you know, maybe like eight, eight solid beard oil scented scents. Uh, any anywhere from very woodsy, uh, very fruity, very spa, um, kind of soothing, if you will. Uh, to even I, I surprised myself on one of these things because I've never been a fan of this scent, but uh, I made a pretty killer uh, um, tobacco blend, which uh, I actually rocked last night. Interesting. Uh, in the because uh, I mean my beard's not like grade a amazing beard or anything like that but uh it's gotten thick enough full enough long enough to where i I, if you don't maintain it you shit itches and and it turns bristly and you know like and when you hear women complain about you know what is it uh split ends i guess some shit Uh uh-huh uh, it's a kind of the same thing with beards. You know? See, I wouldn't know about that because I could literally not shave for two years and I would still not look anywhere close to what your beard looks like. I know people like you that have that mindset. And I'm telling you, every beard has a fucking story and you can grow one if you think you can't. You can. Yeah, my, you you, you want to know what my beard story is? What? Uh-uh. None? None? Uh-uh. None? Uh-uh. I don't want to. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Nope. Uh-uh. Not, not going to know it. You can't make me. Nope. You can't make me grow. Screw you. No, you can't do it. <laughs> well, that, see, that's my beard story. You're you're low maintenance. Look at that. You're already winning. You're already winning. <laughs> uh, so I literally have to, you know, keep keep it hydrated and you know, nourished and stuff like that. So we have, you know, we use certain um, essential oils and carrier oils, as they call them, that are really rich in like vitamin E and. Uh, uh, growth support, skin, uh, skin health. So there's a ton of benefits outside of it just smelling good. Um, and I usually, you know, rock, you know, an oil and like I'll jump it in the pool and that's like the worst. You get chlorine in your beard, you're like, it just like freezes up like hairspray. Um, and I'll oil it up and put some balm in there and go to sleep and wake up. I'll refresh. Still got a nice man scent in the, in the man beard. And, you know, it's cool. So I've dealt with this stuff for, for so long now. And I have so much stuff like me and my buddy were talking about it. One of our best friends is in California, Diego. It's like, we can do this. I'm like, sure. Let's put it on the plate, man. I got to have plate. to get, Di- we're going to have to get Diego on the show at some point. Oh, I already told him. I'll uh, say he, you he, reference him every week and everybody's going like, 
Is he Who's talking about Diego? San, Who's Diego? San Diego? Carmen San Diego? We're in the, what? San Diego. It's We're going to have to get him on at some point. A whale's vagina is what it means. I'm sorry, okay. what? Sorry. That was, damn, you got to watch movies, bro. You have got to watch movies. That was an Anchorman famous quote from Anchorman. You are not telling me you have not seen that fucking movie. I've never seen it. God damn it. Sure. <laughs> Pisses me off. No one else can laugh. If you have, there's nobody here to laugh at my jokes if you don't watch movies. Fuck. Wait, well, okay. Okay. <laughs> say, okay. Say the joke again. No, no. Say don't it again. Even, I don't do want it. your petty. I don't want your petty laugh. Do it. Do I it. I, I, I can play the part. Do it. I, okay. No. Okay. All right. Hold on. So he goes on a date. He's an anchor man. He was trying to press a date. He wanted to explain what San Diego meant, like the meaning, what the what the words meant. And he said, a whale's vagina. I said, we're looking good today. Was that better? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dick. Oh, man, I needed that, though, actually, to be honest. Uh, um, Jesus, okay. Now um, that I've just but, exerted what little energy I had left. I know, man. <laughs> Thanks for making me do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, Diego. Uh, uh, he he will be on the show. He's he's also. I mean, they're going to some. He owns a he owns a tattoo shop uh, called Artifact Tattoo out there in California, and uh, they just shut those down again mm. um, a little while ago. So between you know all of us small businesses and stuff like that, with me, I mean, the shop for me was supposed to be open in June. And right. here we are late July and I'm pushing for an early August open date. Well, I would say the the good news on that though, and you know, I don't wanna, you know, maybe put the carriage in front of the horse, but it looks like you've kind of sort of got a soft lunch date for the yeah, shop. I do, I do, and and like you, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, even though I have this entire fucking time and it just hasn't worked. So I, I want to do it now. But I have a date and I feel confident this time. Before I wasn't that sure because COVID, COVID messes with people in different ways. Oh, very like much. Very, so. very, very different ways. Like you could be a restaurant and have to deal with stuff. You can be uh, a grocery store, even if you, you know, all the essential places and, or whatever they're deemed, you know, essential or something. Um, they have, they, they're going through their own challenges. Um, that's hindering revenue, hindering, uh, employees, uh, uh, keeping the jobs, you know, uh, benefits and people without benefit. I mean, it's, it's, I don't care if you're, if you're Superman or if you're, um, Tom next door that rents an apart, a one bed apartment apartment, you know what I mean? He's keep Tom's being affected somewhat, some way and kryptonites up Superman's ass. So it's like, everybody's feeling it. I was and, funny. It's funny you say that because I was talking to somebody today that has a bar out on the beach. And they're uh, they're talking about, you know, following all the rules and doing what they're supposed to be doing while the guy next door is totally disregarding everything has the place is mobbed, has way too many people. And they're just looking there, looking at it going, well, nothing's happening to them. Yeah. Well, why can why, yeah, why shouldn't we open up? But about the time we open up and do that, then we're going to get caught. For, it's it's a catch 22. It's it, it absolutely is. And, and unfortunately, I was just talking to my buddy Diego. Before we started this, and we were talking about how 100% politicized this whole thing is. You know, it's gotten it sucks. to that point. It sucks. It sucks. You know, you can't, you can't kind of like deny that at this point, you know? Well, you know, but, and, you know, like I've said before with, with the autoimmune issues I deal with, and, and truthfully, if, if we're being 10,000% transparent, 
that's part of why we didn't do a show either. I've been in a really bad flare up for the last week. And, uh, yeah, we were supposed to record yesterday and I absolutely ghosted on Brandon and it wasn't intentional. So it's all um, good because I had a lot of sand in my vagina. So ah! it was a good. T- <laughs> hey, yeah. He's getting it, people. He's it's getting like, it. I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, nobody else is going to laugh at that, but I, I don't care. I find it funny. I, I swear this is a mental health podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but is it is it mental health or our mental health? I don't know. Um, Today, it seems like. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I've, I've been dealing with a flare-up. But, you know, I've said it before on, on other episodes, with so much misinformation out there and, and as politicized as this has gotten, you don't know up from down and you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. No. So, you know, I'm I've basically been living in a bubble since March. And, you know, I'm concerned because, you know, uh I've got to fly out to Portland, Oregon at the end of the month. My sister in law's getting married. And the last thing I want to do right now is get on a plane. Let me I, I okay, I same, same. Uh, to the point. I, I I have uh I have a barber that's that's working at the shop uh when we open and she recently flew. And I asked her about her experience and she told me that she felt a hundred percent safe the entire time. And I was like, it was like the plane kind of, uh, you know, like seating. Was it, uh, did you have your own row? Uh, Were there only X amount of tickets? She was like, no, it was plumb full. So Mm. that didn't change, but everybody was required required to wear the mask. Right. Well, Um, I know, I know you will, we're, we're flying Southwest and they're mm -hmm. basically keeping the, the middle seat empty. Which is great with me because I'm a big bastard. I like all the room I can get. But um, but yeah, I know that's what they're doing. But uh-huh. I mean, just just a the thought of flying six or seven hours across the country with a mask on the entire time, I'm I'm dreading that. But you know, more importantly, yep. more importantly, it's you know I, I don't want to fly six or seven hours in a flying test tube either. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. And that's what I was getting at. Like she felt safe. Everybody had on a mask. The flight attendants, I think that's the correct term. You call them stewardess or stu- flight attendants, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, they had masks on. They even had protective eye goggle wear with a shield. So in every, every like within arm's reach, wherever you are, there was hand sanitizer. So they're, you know, they're doing their best, um, to, to protect people, I think, which is a good thing. Um, I, I was kind of surprised to hear that, you know, it was, it was completely at capacity. So you're, you're, you're yeah, I'm surprised by that as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, real surprised by that. Yeah, so you, but you're fine, Southwest. So they're doing so, a little something about that. That means the company's actually taking a hit revenue-wise, you know? Right. Um, but, you know, that, kudos to them for doing so because I would, I mean, I, I would be more inclined to fly someone that was actually doing that. Um, well, yeah, kudos for them for that, but they're being royal dicks about changing our flight schedule. Oh, I'm not going to get into all that. Our Fuck flight airlines. schedule, our flight schedule has changed like 17 times. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we, we, yeah. we booked, we booked a flight. It was like, all right, cool. We're going to have a short layover. That's great. All of a sudden they change it on us. And we had like a, a 14 day layover in Vegas. And I'm like, well, that could be fun. But I mean, literally it was like a six or seven hour layover. I'm like, that could be fun, but there's not enough time to do anything. No, no. Yeah, so it's like, you know, we're we're making like Tom Hanks in in what was it, Terminal Castaway, not Castaway. The, the Tom, <laughs> here I here I'm trying to make movie references and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I think about. it's called The Terminal. The Terminal, yeah. So, you know, we're going to move into The Terminal and at least you know two movies now that I can talk about Castaway Wilson. Get that right? Exactly. Right? Absolutely. Maybe, I, okay, I've okay. seen that one. 
Okay. All right. You you are a human being. Okay. Just yeah. Just me and my ball. Confirmed. Confirmed. Yeah, but um, but yeah. Anyways, so you know, you don't know up from down, and you know, it's it's frustrating. And you know, I want to do a show on that at some point. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, just the different ways people are dealing with the stress of of everything going on, and uh, you know, I saw someone post about how children are dealing with it from a mental health standpoint and i i think it's something that would be really fascinating to uh to get into at some point it's an insanely insanely hot topic right now because well it's, well, it's something everybody's dealing with well it's not that everybody's just dealing with it everybody's also got their opinion about it even though they're not doctors right right so it's very much like everything else in this country black and white it's one way or the other there's no common middle ground so you have the i'm not wearing my mask, damn it, I don't have my rights. And then you have the others that are like, yeah, I'm going to comply because I don't want, it's not about me. I don't want the guy that's 65 years old that might have this high risk that's next to me in public grabbing and reaching for pairs at the same time I am. If I'm not wearing my mask and I've had it, have it, or, you know, whatever, I'm putting him in danger. You know, it's not, if people can just think about the, the fact that it's not, it's not, it's not about you, but it is about you. But you need to be thinking about everybody else. And, right. and, and I think that's, that's, that's truly sad that wearing a mask has become a that's my right issue as opposed to health. So right. that, that, that's why it's a big debate right now. And I'm not really like, I don't, I'm not choosing sides or anything like that. I'm, well, fuck. I mean, I wear a mask. I mean, just do it. I don't want to wear it. It's uncomfortable. And I would advise, man, I would, if you're, if, if you gotta be stuck on a plane airport for six, 10 hours, whatever, between all of the traveling combined, make sure you have one that you can breathe well on. Cause that's, yeah, that's, we've a, got that's to, just been the biggest change from that challenge for me. Yeah. We bought some of the, they the must, <laughs> we, uh, we bought some of those masks that, uh, a lot of the fishermen use that, uh, they're they're kind of they're fabric and you just pull them up over your nose. It's they're yeah. Man, I'm not worried about that. It's just I know you're talking about. I have yeah. I have some of those. They're like yeah. real thin and uh yeah. I know what you're talking about. Pull yeah. it, it covers up your whole face basically. Right. Um, yeah. It's like a it's like a long tube sock. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but um, um yeah, but uh, you know it's not me. I'm I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about what other people are doing. I know. That's what I'm saying. Right. I know. Right. So anyways, we, we totally sidetracked. I have a feeling this episode is going to have a lot of that today, but let's get back to the shop. Where can people find it? So, uh, I mean, I know, I know you're not open yet, but you're probably going to be within the next week or two. Can I, can I at least say that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying we're, 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 we're really, really, really close. I mean, I just hired another barber today that I'm really excited about. Um, my, our, 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 our staff and team is very blended. Uh, it's awesome. Like all walks of life. We're, uh, multicultural. I mean, it's everything you would want in a team. It's just awesome. Um, the shop is something, uh, that's been, you know, in my head for quite some time and the execution of everything. Cause I'm, I'm very much, uh, an artsy person and creative and graphically and all that stuff. So I designed everything from top to bottom. Um, you know, not, not entirely by myself. I've had, you know, I, I, I'm not perfect. So I've leaned on, on on some of my really good friends, you know, when it comes to opinion or if I finalize a logo and I have my buddy, you know, my buddy skip, you know, kind of finalize it for me or something like that, or to just tweak things here and there. It's always good to have a good team around you to make really good decisions and stuff like that. And 
every single choice that I've made so far, uh, or we've made so far, as far as looks, design, and uniqueness, and all that kind of stuff, has just been so amazingly perfect with everything being handmade in the, in the, in the shop and like basically one of a kind, each one of them, cause they vary. It's, it's amazing. It's just coming together so well and I, I couldn't be happier. It's taking forever, but it's, it's when the doors open, man, this is going to be, this is going to be a staple for the community in St. Pete, Florida. And we're in downtown St. Pete. Uh, the machine shop barber company is, uh, is the shop's name. Um, uh, we have, you know, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, Same I was thing. saying, make sure to follow it everywhere, isn't it? At Machine Shop Barber. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, um, I was going to say, I, I know I know you don't want to, like, like plug it too much because you don't want to turn it into that. But, dude, this is something you should be proud of. And I am, man. Uh, I mean, I'm, I am. I'm proud as hell of you for, for yep, doing this because I, I know the work you've put in. So, you know, everybody out there, you know, if you're in the Tampa Bay area, um, it's not open yet, probably within the next week or 10 days or so, maybe, maybe possibly, less, maybe, maybe less, maybe less, maybe less. Yeah. Uh, but you know, make sure to check it out. It's the machine shop barber company, 915 central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. So, you know, again, if, if you're listening to it in Des Moines, Iowa, it doesn't really help you much, but if you're in the Tampa Bay area where we're located, uh, you know, definitely get over there and, and, you know. And it's, it's, it's been, it's been a journey in the sense of, you know, battling COVID and starting a new business and becoming a small business owner and adjusting to that, adjusting to hundred uh, percent commission based employees and, you know, part-time staffs and all these different th- challenges have come my way. But I will say I have to give uh, a shout out to the edge district where the shop's located in. Um, there's something about that community, that little district that's in downtown St. Pete, um, Everybody is just so damn cool and so damn nice and welcoming. I mean, you have someone that's almost in the same industry, like hair. There's a place called Blow across the street. Uh, Blow, like it's a fashion thing with with blow dryers only. It's like a, it's a new hip thing, and they opened a while just a while back, and it, you know they came over and just they're like so excited. Everybody wants to help everybody in the community, so I just have to give a big shout out to everybody in the Edge District because. They welcomed me in with open arms and they've supported me since the day that we broke ground doing all this stuff. And I get them contacting me all the time saying, you know, what can we do? Uh, the guys next door at, at uh, Atlas, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a men's boutique of cool ass clothing and stuff like that. And those guys have been phenomenal um, with helping me and stuff like that and taking packages that get delivered when I'm not there because we're not open yet and stuff like that. Just little things, but you know, they're going to, he wants to do a promotion for the shop when we open. So we're working on that right now. So little, little, little plug for them, man, because they deserve every, every ounce of that. I thank them so much. I really do. That's awesome. And again, it's, it's the, the machine shop barber company, 915 central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. You can follow them on social media at machine shop barber. Uh, once they open within the next week or so, uh, make sure to go in and mention the podcast and he'll probably charge you triple. So, you know, make sure to get in there and, uh, <laughs> you know, show show the Place from My Head podcast some love. Interesting fact. Um, we'll have a Place from My Head uh, stickers, uh, guitar picks, um, and T-shirts uh, for sale in the shop. So, awesome. Get them. There you go. Now, we've talked about this a million times uh, on the podcast before, and it seems like it's an ever, ever evolving situation. 
uh, going all the way back to uh, you know the passing of your grandfather, uh, yeah. you've been pretty open about you know the family uh, situation that's been going on and you know how it's aff- affected you and and most importantly your family there at the house, um, you know your wife and, and your daughter and. Mm-hmm. What's the latest on that? Because I know we 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 were talking a little bit before we started recording, and I always hate when podcasts go. Well, we were talking beforehand, but yeah, we were. Um, yeah. And, and you were kind of filling me in a little bit. What's what's the next chapter in this? <sighs> I can, you can you can never really predict what's next because every it, I can tell you it's it, it's it's never a shock nowadays. So I'm not shocked by the events that actually occur and happen. Um, but you can never predict what's next. And likewise for what I recently just went through. So, you know, um, it's, it's a sad, it's a sad thing and a fortunate thing when someone passes, I feel like there's people that just shut down completely and want to run away and not face what's going on. I understand that there's others that, um, shut down in kind of the same way and, and grieve in their own way and try to help others. And they stay out of the turmoil that the family is when someone passes and then, and they have valuables and stuff and, and, and things that people want um, to remember them by, or quite honestly to benefit them or sell. So, and then the other side is what someone that just wants to be there for the family and, and do it's right. and, uh, and, and is not interested in the materialistic side of all that bullshit and tends to push that away and focus on things that really matter. That happens to be me. Um, but, uh, I'm battling the rest that are fighting over stuff, just stuff, stuff that jewelry and Bibles and right. all this stuff. And, you know, I've been open on the show that I'm, uh, I, you know, I'm part of, uh, the fraternal, um, uh, you know, Free and accepted Mason, so I'm a free, uh, I'm a free Mason, and so was my grandfather. You know, and that was that was a thing between him and I, and uh, uh, I'm 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 doing quite well on my journey. And yeah, so, so you've some- kind of you've kind of alluded to that before and hinted at it, but never really gotten too much into it. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I know a couple episodes back you were referencing a Bible, and you know that's that's what what you were talking about. So please, right. I'm, right. I'm just trying to tie things together for people. Yeah, that, of course, you know, may of not. Course. Yeah. So basically he had, he had his own Masonic Bible, which is a Masonic version of the Bible, the actual Holy Bible, um, that he kept with him all the time and wrote stuff in and whatnot. And when you go through, um, certain steps and things like that in masonry, um, you achieve things, um, and you're able to wear some, wear, wear certain things at the level that you get at kind of thing. Um, and I had a ring from one of his stages and stuff like that, stuff like that, that was kind of pushed onto me by my mother. And I was in a situation where, you know, mom, she's insanely uh, pushy and um, persistent, persistent, persistent to the point where it's almost nauseating. Like it's, it's bad. Um, and she was forcing me to ask and ask and ask and ask and ask and ask for this stuff that I wanted. And I just, I, you know, there are a few things that I wanted that, that were very personal to me and him. And I could go, I could sell it at a garage sale for 25 cents. I mean, that's it. You know, I wasn't into the things that could have made money. Yeah. It was sentimental stuff. 
Exactly. And including all those rings and stuff like that. And I mean, mom's pulling stuff out of her pocket. She's like, I got all these jewelry, this, that, and the other. And she uses it to hold it over people's head. So like if she gives you something, then now you're in her debt, right? Now she just figured out a way to control you. Right. So if something goes wrong, then she's like, then she's, she's the classic, send me that shit back. It's mine. Send it back. It's mine. So to kind of dovetail off that and not get too deep in the weeds, Think about all 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 things that could have been given out to anybody. When you when you receive something like that, I took I I took some of these things that were given to me, and I went and I uh, I started my journey to become a mason, and I brought them with me because I wanted him with me. And then once I got in, and now I'm doing my own thing, and it's got a, it's on me. I parted ways with those things because I didn't need them anymore, and someone else needed it more than me, and that was my aunt, which is his daughter. I'm the grandson, daughter. She had nothing to remember him by and wanted something that he kept close. And these items were kept close. So naturally, right thing to do, send them to her. All hell breaks loose. Brandon's now trying to destroy the family. Brandon, I'll repeat that. Brandon is trying to destroy this family. Well, why wouldn't you? Right? So because I felt that I no longer needed those items and someone else that is his daughter deserved to have them, I felt that in my heart that it was the right thing to do to give her those things I, out, of, out of the kindness of my heart. But really, it just she's going to hold on to that stuff, you know, and I would have too, but they kind of served their purpose for me. It got me, it hurdled, it got me over the hurdle that I was facing and, and I was appreciative. So now they need to go on and, you know, live with, with her and do what she, what she needs them to do for her. Uh, I'll continue to travel and, you know, and do my things and my journey with my open and my heart. That's, that's fine. We're good. Um, but it, you know, my mom flipped out because the, one of the things that were given, it was a ring or something like that. And so she wants everything returned to her because one of the rings was purchased by her. So she feels that she's the owner of it. Therefore it should be shipped back to her. And where this all goes is just crazy, but I had a long conversation with my own last night, you know, and that's obviously my grandfather's wife. I love her to death. I was saying, and to fill in a little bit of the, the blanks here, um, you know, with all of this going on, don't I recall that some of your family has been playing the, well, everybody hates you and you're, you're like you said, you're, you're trying to break up the family and, you know, there's you've got heat with this person and heat with that person. And is, is that a fair? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and all, all, all the while I, I, I don't talk to them at all. Ever. Right. And somehow I'm the number one subject in every conversation that gets heated. So right. it's a little unfortunate, but I've dealt with this for like six, seven years, man. Honestly, when I got married, all, all things went to shit with my side of the family. So fuck them to be honest. But, um, yeah. So, um, I guess, you know, some other things that have come my way was, uh, was a conflict of interest as of late. And, you know, I had a long talk with my grandmother last night and I thought I had one of the most amazing conversations that I've had with her as an adult in my entire life. I mean, we talked about spiritual stuff, my open being a Mason, what I'm doing as a Mason, what I've learned, wh- who I've become, what kind of man, what kind of man was he? Is he, he is he present? Is he all these things, you know, like, it was just a, f- a phenomenal conversation. And I'm talking about 
a conversation to where I've asked politely if I was able to express my side of the, 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 the story of seven years, uh, the other side of the coin, if you will. And I was told no. And it's mainly because, and I respected that, of course, and I just didn't go further. I just started talking about my daughter or something. Um, but it's because people like this don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear the reality. They want to accept the, the, the mess they're in and, and, and because they enjoy chaos and toxicity and fighting and lying and all that stuff. They just want to live in that. And I, that's what satisfies their, what floats their boat, if you will. I don't know, but this, these, the second someone like these people lose control, uh, they, they lose their damn mind. I mean, the universe is just screwed. I mean, the whole world blows up once they lose control. Especially if they just got it back by giving you something, by buying you back, right? Right. And then I just say, okay, well, this person needs it more than me. Here. Oh. I mean, World War fucking 10, whatever. So I had talked to her for like an hour and a half, and I thought it was the best conversation ever. And it just, and guess what? It didn't last but a matter of hours because I get phone calls this morning. Everything turned to shit, and everything that I said went straight down the toilet and got blamed on my aunt. For no fucking reason, she had no part in the conversation <sighs> whatsoever, and now, now the, the every 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 finger is pointed at her right now because I did such a good job at talking my way through the things we talked about because I brought up everything that I've always wanted to say, but I did it in a very respectful and polite way, so it wasn't combative, and it wasn't uh, I was I wasn't speaking ill towards someone. I was speaking about the situation for what it was and what what my intentions were in my heart and all that kind of stuff. I owned up to things that they were questioning, but then they understood why I did it. You know, it's like you have been singing this song that Brandon is trying to wreck this family by sending these gifts that were given to him to other people. But when you find out why I did it, it wasn't to wreck the fucking family. It was to, it was to help heal someone that was grieving. Right. And, and, and I gave my opinion. And I'm like, if, you, if, if, if anybody in this family feels that by gifting something to someone and because they purchased it, they still feel that they're entitled to it and it's a right to have it back because they purchased it. In my opinion, that's fucked up. And that's very, it's a characteristic doesn't live in my body at all. And that materialistic shit goes out the window with me. You you don't, you, it's like you don't own people or property just because I purchased a car when you fucking when you trade it in i don't find the guy that bought it off the used car lot and be like hey actually this is mine so get the fuck out like no you can't it's 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 insanely hypocritical it's uh, a a mountain of chemical imbalances and narcissist narcissistic tendencies that are through the fucking roof and i'm sick of it i'm sick of it and i thought last night was a pinnacle moment for me and the family to have such an amazing conversation. And I, we must have said we loved each other like 12 times. It was, a, it was so great just to go to shit within a matter of hours. So, and, and it's all lies too. I and mean, again, I mean, how, how did it go south? I mean, uh, you know, I know uh, you said that you and your grandmother had a great conversation and you know, there was, I, you were thinking that there was, there was heat between you two and there wasn't uh, what, I mean, so what I mean, so not, not it, that I want you to air your dirty laundry. I'm just, no, 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 it's fine. It was, it was so great in the sense that all of the truth, like the real truth kind of came out in the perfect way that I think that 
look, my 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 mom has a brother and a sister. Uh, my mom was born in Germany, so she's got a different dad. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two were from my opa and my oma. Um, so I guess it's her half sister. Um, so she'll protect my mom at any at any length, any length, deny anything. And all this was was a giant uh, pivot, basically, because I think last night's conversation was so real. When we got off the phone, I think she had a lot of time to think about it. And I think she understood the severity of the situation that was mainly pointing at my mom being the problem. And she had to figure out a way to pivot to make it not make her not the problem. Mm -hmm. And it's disgusting because she gets away with murder. She really does. It's so sad, man. It's so sad. I never, you don't get to pick your parents, man, but you know, and I'm not going to talk shit about her and stuff like that. I, I'm just going to talk about how she makes me feel what she's done to me. Cause that's, I mean, that's real. I'm not calling her names or anything like that, but right. And again, you know, when, when we talk about, you know, stuff going on in our lives, you know, we're, we're strictly speaking from our experience and our perspective. You know, so I, I, you prefacing it by saying, well, I'm not going to trash somebody. I, you know, I, I don't think that needs to be said. You know, it's just a case of, you know, how it affects you, how it affects your family, you know, here, your family here, your wife, your daughter. And we Uh, all go through it. We all go through it. So like you have to take, you have to take the steps like this, man. So I, I, an hour and a half phone call, my, my, my girls happen to be out of town. So that's good. But had they been here. I would have walked away for an hour and a half, had a conversation. Then I would have came back and, you know, would need to fill someone in, which would take another 30 minutes or so. Then uh, the girl's going to go to sleep. And then that's my night. Right. Right. And then, but uh, fortunately they're out of town. And I, 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 I I called my buddy Diego after (laughs) the call and told him that it was such an amazing call. And he was having a, he was having a bad day. I mean, he's, his shop is closed. We're trying to launch this beard stuff, you know, um, and we're spending money. We're not making any money right now, but we know that we're being cognizant of what we're doing, but it, it's, it can, it can really bring you down. And we all have just a day like that. Like we have days like, in fact, was it yesterday? What's today? I don't know. It was, it was Monday or Tuesday. I woke up and it was Tuesday. It was, it was yesterday. So I was like, I was like, I, uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I just, I, it was one of those days, man, that you just, you're down, you're down, you're, you're feeling it. All you're thinking about is negative stuff and the worst that could happen, all the what ifs in the world, the finances, the money, scraping the bottom of the barrel to keep your doors open or keep the, the construction going and this, that, and the other, and trying to eat right. You're trying to, you know, not feel like you're quarantined. You're trying to breathe in a mask. Then you have a panic attack. Then I start sweating. Then I have this, and then my mind's wandering all over the place. And then uh, I have a great conversation that kind of pulls me out of my funk. I call buddy Diego, my buddy Diego, tell him, hey, you know, part of the good conversation that we're having is because of, you know, our our journey together because he's also a Freemason. So it, I was like, I hope that, you know, that part of this day that's shitty for both of us can lift you up a little bit. And he, and he was very appreciative of that call specifically to try to lift him up. And then on the way home, I'm telling him it's, it's shit now again. And he couldn't believe it, you know? So it's so, 
it's so up and down and there's so many variables out there can that can get in in your head man and and fuck with you and it's tough it's tough i feel for so many people right now that go through uh mental challenges uh like anxiety and stuff like that because they can i mean this that, that stuff can just quickly get a hold of you and then you just say bye to your evening to your week to whatever because it's going to get control you until you can get it somewhat get it together if you will and shit man it's it's very up and down i mean i'm the happiest i've ever been right now because i'm in the industry i love and i'm doing more mental health stuff in the community and i love this podcast i love the people that i'm going to be working with i love my shop i love my wife i love my kid i love my friends um but it doesn't it doesn't just because i love everything right now doesn't mean that i don't go through the the shit yeah the ebbs the ebbs and flows of it and you know the one of the things that we've always talked about on this podcast is okay we all go through it how do we work ourselves out of it and, you know, everybody goes about it different, especially, you know, in, in your situation going on right now. Um, you know, how, how are you handling it at this point? I don't think about myself. I think about others. Like, so if you, if you, if you uh, surround yourself with good people, good friends and positive, I mean, I mean this, I could never stress this enough. Surround yourself with positive people. If you surround yourself with negative people, they will take you down. I don't like it. I don't, I will not, I'll, I'll never have a negative person that, that, that has that type of mentality on my team with me. Um, I will, I just won't, I won't, I have the, I now have the choice and the power to actually not have that in my life at all, at any aspect, whether it's family, work, whatever, out, negative out. And my point is I knew that my buddy was having a down day and I just had an amazing conversation. The best one I've ever had with, with, with my grandmother ever in my life. And I called him to lift him up and he would do the same for me, just like you do, you and I do for each other. So I'm, it helps me to help others to stay out of my funk because if I get in my own head, shit gets messy. I mean, that's all there is to it. If I sit here and dwell and think and do stupid shit and just sit on the couch and like think about everything else, I'm like, no, nah, get up, go do something. Go make another beer, beer blend. All of a sudden I made something like badass. I'm like, I made this. What? Wilson, I made four. That's how I feel. <laughs> and then I and then I immediately sent it to California so my buddy can smell stuff like that. So it's just it's it's just it's not necessarily like staying busy because I do get really really tired and I do like just like you know binge watch Netflix or something like that. But it's it's always keeping yourself motivated in, in ways. If, if, as long as I'm being proactive and um, and doing things that I know are going to push me forward. And push us forward, push the company forward, push the team forward, anything like that that I'm doing, then I feel accomplished. And it sort of, it sort of makes the mind feel a little bit better. It's kind of like exercise. Like I know it's a challenging time right now to try to get all that stuff down, but it does release endorphins. It does make you feel better. That's that, my work makes me feel better. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I do. Yeah. And it, it, it's hard because, you know, I, and I'm very guilty of it myself is, you know, I I get into those funks, and I don't always know the you know, the best way to get out of them myself. Um, you know, a lot of times it's just one of those things. I, I've just got to put the time in and got to work through it. Um, so, you know what what you just said there is 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 a really good idea. And and like I said, you know, it, it's different for everybody. Um, yeah, but it, it truly takes the focus off your 
what's going on inside for you and your problems and focusing on those, which you don't really accomplish much when you're in that negative space and just focusing on that stuff. It doesn't allow you to push forward and kind of, you know, be, be more proactive in the sense of, of moving your business forward or being more successful. So if you, if you take the focus off yourself and, and, and devote it to someone else or people around you and stuff like that, it really does. I mean, for me, everybody's different, but that really helps me. That really, really, really helps me. So. Yeah. And you know, everybody's going to find that thing and you know, whether it's, you know, reaching out to those closest to you or, you know, or if it's blue Jays and Crescent park for Jesse cage, I was just about to say that, <laughs> you know, or, or it's watching, you know, anchorman, um, yeah. <laughs> which I've never done. I wouldn't know. Um, you, know. you know, everybody's got to find their thing. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, my question at this point, to you is where do we go from now from here we uh, what's next just just live in the moment man do what's next i mean for me it's it's taking care of my girls and working you know and take, making sure that everybody that's a part of uh machine child barber company is taken care of you know before me i just want to make rent man i just want to make rent yeah. and i want to make rent and have some fun that's it let's just make rent and have some fun i mean that's it that's my goal is just to make rent and have fun like that's it. Like it's my end all be all right there. Ride or die in the sunset. I had fun. Um, <laughs> and and but, again, that's, that's the machine shop barber company in downtown St. Petersburg. If, if you didn't miss it the first 17 times we said it, so, <laughs> uh, you know, yes. again, if you, if you mentioned the podcast, he'll charge you triple. So get over there and do it. Um, yeah. but yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's tough because in the, in the family thing, man, I know that's probably where you were going. Yeah. I, that, that was where I was going with it. But it's, you just, you just, nothing has changed. It will, it will, I mean, I continue to see the, you know, if I'm going to be a realist about it, I continue to see the patterns that won't change. You just deal with it as it comes at you. And then when you get chances like I got last night, take advantage of it and be yourself and, and, and just live in that moment for what it was. And that's what, that's all I can do now because it's all shit now. But it was it was great when it happened. So there's going to be another time like that. There's going to be another connection. There's going to be another fallout. There's going to be another materialistic thing that comes along the way, and you just just roll with it, man. I mean, well, I'll I, say I know I know you know I, I've talked before about you know some of the issues I've had with my family, and and you know it's pretty similar to stuff that you've got going on with yours. And you know, eventually, I just reached that point where it was like I'm done. I, I can't mm-hmm. do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know. Truthfully, it was the best decision I ever made um, because it was like the weight of the world taken off my shoulders. Yeah. And and, and, well, you say likewise, but you're, you're kind of still in it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. At at what Uh, point, at what point do you throw your hands up and say, I can't do anymore? Well, I've already done that. I mean, I've done that with my mom. I've completely disconnected with her. So that, that, that happened not even like a week or two after we buried my grandfather. And that's truly what I told you. I was like, my worst fear is that someone's going to die and that's going to, that's what's going to bring the family back together. And that's sort of what happened. And I took every, every bit of courage in me to actually let my mother meet my daughter for the first time at five years old. That was hard. That took a lot of discipline and a lot of humility just to push all that shit aside. And I've been protecting her like a bit, like a grizzly bear um, from this, Toxic, to- toxicity shit. And it took a lot, but I knew that it was the right thing to do because she has a 
she has a right to know her grandchild and my grandchild has the right to know her grandmother. If she fucks it up, she fucks it up. She fucked it up. So now we're back there. But I'm still fending off all the things that happened when we when my my grandfather passed. Once I get all the materialistic shit out of my house and stuff like that in the right place, it'll all go away again. Nobody will want to talk to anybody again. Nobody will bitch. Uh, it'll all bitch internally, but nobody will reach out to me again, and it'll be another seven years. So it's fine. <laughs> it's just it's it, it's sad. It's come to that. Yeah, it's been sad for a long time, man. Well, I mean, you can only control what you can control. And, you know, at the end of the day, you, your wife, and, and the little one, they're the ones that matter. Yeah. No, a uh, uh, thousand percent, really. thousand so, percent. And I'm good in that department, so. Good, 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 good. All right. Well, look, we're going to we're going to wrap it up. Um, I've got we, we, this episode. We were we were trying to talk about change and um, there's some stuff going on in my world. I'll I'll fill you in when I can, because things are still kind of developing a little bit. But uh, hopefully I'll have some some news on that front. And hopefully I snap out of this flare up soon. Um, but but yeah, so uh, that's what's been going on again. We apologize for no show last week. It, it genuinely wasn't a planned thing it just we couldn't get it together um and you know sometimes real life has to take precedence so uh we uh, we apologize for leaving you hanging but uh we we try not to do that very often so uh that's it brandon again do you want to let the cat out of the bag yet on when you're opening or or are we going to leave it a week 10 days or so it'll be listed on the website Mm. and that website is MachineShopBarber.com. There you go. Make sure to follow him. <laughs> Make sure to follow him everywhere on social media as well. So, guys, that's going to do it. Uh, until next week, uh, I'm Jerry Petak. He's uh, Brandon Thompson. Make sure to follow Machine Shop Barber everywhere on social media. Big things popping there. Uh, so make sure to follow them. And uh, until next week, guys, make sure to hashtag get it out. This is an In the Trenches with Ian Beckles quick fix on Radio Influence. I consider myself a realist. When everybody brought this up as a possibility to start the NFL football season, the first thing I said is it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. COVID and football don't go together, okay? I said there's a chance in the NFL, slight chance, and I said as far as the uh, NCAA goes, zero. Slight NFL, 5%, I think I said. I'm going to put that down to zero as we are right now. Um, the NFL thinks that they're going to put discipline on high-risk activities on players. There's 32 football teams with 50 players on a team. You think just finding players is going to be enough because if one player acts a fool, everybody's going to get it. And if you don't know that's a fact, are you watching baseball? By the way, enjoy baseball while you can. I have a sports radio show that depends on sports. And I don't... And baseball... Like I said, enjoy it while you can. It's been three games. There's been an outbreak already. Um, The Marlins have 11 players and two front office people who've come up with the COVID. By the way, they found out Saturday of a couple, and they still put their team out on Sunday. Now, this is where I was telling people we're going to have a problem. I was exposed to Orlando Davis, who was in the media. We were sharing a microphone. I found out I shared a microphone with him, got tested. I was negative. I still have to be quarantined for 14 days. 
I still have to be away from everybody for 14 days. Now, the Phillies have 11 players to front office. Who are exposed to them? Everybody? <laughs> are they going to quarantine? This is the problem. Everybody wanted to open. Everybody wanted to start. There's zero protocol. Zero. Nobody knows what to do now. And I asked the question. I was like, why are you being so negative? And I'm not being negative. I'm telling you, this is what is inevitable. Now we have to find out what do we do from here? Where does it go from here? And it's going to have to come to the point where, you know, the NFL is not going to play. In the Trenches with Ian Beckles can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.